What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Better Car Conversations. I'm your host, Ryan Vaughn, and today we're going to be talking about anal penetration. <laughs> I am 100% joking. I'm sorry to give your hopes up to every listener that wants to hear me talk about anal penetration, but I am doing a podcast alone today, and, well, I honestly didn't have anything right now to talk about without a co-host, so I thought I'd just take some time tell you about all my crazy dating stories that I got. I've got quite a few. And uh, yeah, let's get after it. The first one that I actually have is I met this girl on Tinder. And I know what you're thinking. Holy shit, she actually hung out with you? Most of the time on Tinder that you talk with someone, you know, you usually just get their information and they'll ghost your ass. And maybe they won't even ghost you, but they're just, you know, they never hang out with you. And that's just been mostly my experience on there. Um, yeah, they just keep rain-checking. And then, you know, I'm on like, fuck no, bitch, you rain-check on me. Like, you just missed out. Like, fuck off. <laughs> Delete or block. Uh, first story that I have, though. Well, what was her name? Alina? I think her name was Alina. Yep. Uh, matched with her on Tinder. We were talking, added her on Snapchat a couple days, and then she wanted to hang out. And I was like, all right, whatever. And uh, I kind of just put that pressure on them to hang out. I don't really make that effort because, well, I feel like in the dating online world or just dating in general, some girls do like the guys that make the first move. And honestly, I'll, I'll engage it and I'll make that first move and show them that I'm interested. But after that, I kind of leave it up to them because... Let's be honest, they probably got a lot of dudes on their line, and it just kind of shows that they're 50-50 interested back when they kind of make the move to hang out. So apply as much pressure as you feel necessary, but guys, just don't don't be over-texting them. Don't be fucking blown. Like, when are we going? When are we going? Hey, you want to go today? You want to go today? No. No, they'll block you, or they're just not going to hang out with you. You're labeled instantly as a red flag dude. Not good. All right, anyways, back to Elena. Uh, So she wanted to come over. She was going to come over in the afternoon. We were going to have lunch at my house, and she texts me, and she's like, hey, is there any way that I could come over later today? I just had something come up, and I can't make it. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's fine. So about 6 o'clock-ish is when she said she was going to come over. And she did, actually. This bitch rolls up in her fucking red slug bug in my driveway. And I was like, okay, whatever. Uh, She comes inside. And as soon as she showed up, literally two minutes later, I had to go outside and meet this dude in my driveway. Um, (laughs) Not talking about for what. But I come back in, and she is in my kitchen. Okay, in my kitchen, I have pictures of my nieces all over my fridge. Christmas cards, anything my sister sent me. And she said, what the fuck is this? And I was like, what? And she's like, you didn't tell me you had fucking kids. What the fuck? And I just started fucking laughing. She's like, that's not fucking funny. And I was like, I mean, they're my nieces, so it's kind of funny you be acting like this. I mean, I didn't tell her that shit, but I was like, those aren't, those are my nieces. She's like, oh, I feel silly. Like, yeah, dumb bitch, you kind of should. Um, anyways... We're sitting down at the fucking dinner table just kind of talking now. And at this point, the first thing she tells me is, Hey, I just want you to know I'm a giant overthinker. I'm thinking, oh, great. You're honestly really honest, too. 
<laughs> so we're sitting here, and the first thing, oh, the second thing, she's like, so you probably want to know um, why I didn't come in the afternoon and had a rain check a couple hours. And I was like, no, nah, I, really, I really don't care. And she's like, well, I'm going to tell you. Like, All right. <laughs> well, me and my friend were at the mall, and, well, my friend stole something, and the security guard caught her. And then we were going back to the office, and, well, my friend handed it to me because he didn't see me steal anything, and we thought we'd she'd get off and everything like that. Well, the cops came, and then they searched both of us, and she said, well, now I have a court date for theft, and I'm banned from the mall. And I was like, oh, fuck, all right. Um, great, great first impression. And then she pulls out her dab pen. And at the time, I had, like, heart monitor on. I had some heart problems going on, so my anxiety was horrible. So I was like, you know, I, mean, I was sober at this point. And she's like, you mind if I smoke in here? And I was like, I mean, not really. I mean, dab pen's kind of odorless, so I was like, fuck it. And she's sitting there smoking. She's like, you want it? I was like, no, no, I'm good. I hate when people just keep pushing on me because eventually I was like, all right, whatever. And I did it. Anxiety was freaking horrible let me tell you and then she's like you got anything to drink well I had some wine at the time poured us both glass I I didn't drink any of it I had a couple sips probably made matters worse my heart's thumping I can freaking hear that thing it's about to bump out of my chest and then she's sitting here telling me about uh how she microdosed acid for six months straight and I'm like what why are you telling me this stuff? I, I did. <laughs> Anyways, it got to the point where I was like, you want to go sit on the couch and watch a movie? Because maybe we just shouldn't talk. And at this point, I was already like, all right, the night is it's, it's pretty much over. I don't want to hang out again. And I was like, I just don't want to be rude and tell her to leave. So sitting on the couch, and the first thing she says before we even start the movie was, Hey, do you mind if I do drugs in front of you? And I was like, oh, great. What the... F like, she already smoking. Like, so I was like, I mean, as long as there's no needles. <laughs> she just starts laughing. <laughs> I don't do that. And she's like, so yeah? And I was like, sure, why not? And she goes out to her car, and she comes in, and she just pops something real quick, downs it. And I was like, what the, what the fuck is that? And she's like... I was just a perk 30, and I was like, Jesus, like, honestly, I hate pills, so, I mean, I guess she's got her own thing going on, but I'm not one to judge, and we're sitting here watching this movie, we're about 15 minutes in, and she is just looking over at me, and I'm like, what the, what the fuck, what the fuck, and she's like, are, uh, are you gonna kiss me tonight? <laughs> I was like, well, I was watching the movie. She's like, oh, okay. Just a little bit later, and then she's like, well, you just know how I told you that I'm just like a really big overthinker, and then, and then, and she just like keeps rambling on. Eventually, I just kissed her to shut her up, and uh, she's like, oh, okay. And then we're sitting there watching the movie. Five minutes or so goes by. Out of nowhere, she just jumps on top of me and starts making out with me, and. I mean, at this point, I was like, fuck it. Let's, I mean, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. And 
making out for a little bit, and then she like, jumps off me. Oh, I, sh- I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't do this. This I, I'm. This is not me. It's not me. She's sitting there. I was like, oh, whatever. Fucking great movie going on here. I'm just gonna keep watching the movie, right? Not too long later, she jumps back on top of me, and she's doing the same shit. This time, she's taking her shirt off, and she jumps off me again. And then she's like, "I'm, I'm not that kind of girl." And I was like, "Okay, well, you're the one jumping on top of me. Like, whatever, bro." <laughs> Third time happens, she jumps on top of me. It goes all the way, and there's no jumping back off. There's no, "I'm not this type of girl." It's Full on perk thirty probably kicked in. I've never done a perk thirty, but whatever. And uh, sitting on top of me and all over the house and back on the couch and <laughs> she just says, "Get off of me!" So I'm like, "All right, whatever." And she starts crying and then she runs to the bathroom and she runs back out. Maybe a couple minutes later, and she's still crying and. She's like, I just feel like guys just, like, sticking their dicks in me. And I was like, you fucking instigated this whole thing. And, like, honestly, right now, I want to go pour gasoline on my dick. Um, The fact that you just said that, like, you sound like the biggest whore ever. (laughs) And then she, out of nowhere, hysterically starts laughing and goes like this and wipes her tears away and is perfectly fine. And she's like, (laughs) I really shouldn't cry in front of you. And I was like, oh, fuck. She goes back to the bathroom, comes back out again. I should probably leave. I'm like, if you want to. Hoping to God she just says, yeah, I'm leaving. Like, Anyways, she leaves, and about five minutes down the road, she texts me, and she says, do you think I left too soon? And I was like, I think you've had a night, and, like, yeah, I don't think you left too soon. I think I think we should just not hang out anymore tonight. And my dumbass, a couple days prior, was talking to her about the church that I went to. And she's like, oh, no, I used to go to that church, too. We should go to church together on Sunday. And at the point, like, you know, I haven't met her yet. And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? If you want to come to church with me, whatever. And uh, basically, after she left, and she's like, I left too soon, she's like, well you still good for church um, tomorrow? And I was like, um, about that. I just, I think it's really too soon for me to be bringing you to church. And um, yeah, I just don't think it's a good idea. And she's like, oh, okay, well, well, thank you. It's like, it's really nice to know there's still good Christian boys out there that like want to like wait and stuff like that. And I'm like, wait, like, bitch, you just jumped on. <laughs> Anyways. In the convo, left her on red after that. And then after a while, she texts me back. She's like, well, I just want to know what, what was wrong and why, why you don't want to... <laughs> and then I was like, honestly, you remind me too much of my ex. And then she blocked me. <laughs> and that is my first crazy Tinder story that I have. Now, my next story kind of combines a Tinder story and just meeting someone out at a bar kind of story. And that'll make more sense towards the end of this story. But let's start with the beginning of it date-wise. It was my 22nd birthday on December 6th. And I usually, on my birthday, I just spend it alone. I'll just watch some movies, drink some wine, you know, and just really like to be in my own space. And 
well, my friend Marty wasn't going to have that at the time. So he said, fuck that, we're going out. He came over, down some white claws, get into an Uber, uh, just stuffs his pants full of white claws. We get down to, we're going to go to Margarita's downtown and on Douglas Street, and he's like, let's just go walk around a little quick, drink some more white claws and stuff. So we're walking around, meet these dudes having a fire out front in the fire pit outside of their house. We're fucking talking to them for a while. And then we're like, all right, let's go into Margarita's. We go into Margarita's. We get a picture of Margarita's. Um, just old people in there. We're talking 40-plus everyone. And probably the best part was talking to some wedding party that was in there. But, um, yeah, the best men weren't having it with us talking to the other people. So we ended up just talking to this one dude that was just with the wedding party that was kind of just like kind of the loner of the group, I guess. Anyways, we chatted him up, and I got that dude so drunk. We were doing fucking double Don Julio tequila shots. And at this point, I'm pretty blacked out by the time that we leave Margarita's. And Harry's is just literally right next to each other. So we walk out, go into Harry's. I sit at the first booth right when you walk in the door. And there's this older lady sitting there. I mean, she got to be about 68. Um... And I sit down there. All I remember is sitting down next to her. And then we were just talking. And I was so fucked up. And then I I blacked out. The next thing I know, I don't know what we were talking about. But I am making out with this 68-year-old woman right here at the bar. Tongue, everything. And honestly, she was a very good kisser. Like, I'll give her that. And... <laughs> I remember Marty, like, trying to pull me off, and I was like, no, dude, um, it's my birthday, I'm going to see where this shit goes, and he was not going to have that, so he pops a white claw right there in the bar, and the bartender's like, you two get out of here right now, fuck, man, you ruined it, she's sitting over here, she's got her little meat, little coat on, and I'm thinking, you know what, a couple years, cash them social security checks, yeah, you know, and uh nope marty ruined that for me so we get an uber and we go to xy downtown my first time being xy we get out of the uber everything is sideways at this point i am i think i fell on the ground four times before i even made it into the entrance go inside uh first thing i asked for was where the bathroom was i went and just puked my guts out and then we left and we're going home now uh, well, first of all, I can barely get my keys into the door, and finally got in. Security system starts going off because I could not disarm it. I am sitting here punching the numbers in, and <laughs> it's not working. Uh, ended up looking at the security camera, and I wasn't even touching the fucking panel. And <laughs> alarm starts going off. Uh, I ended up throwing up. And then I slipped in my throw up, hit the table, knocked a bunch of chairs over. And then in the video, you can also see Marty coming over there. He's running over there. He slips in my throw up trying to help me. And uh, then he goes to the bathroom, washes up. And then the cops come in. They're trying to get me an ambulance because I'm so fucked up. And I was like, I'm denying treatment. I don't want to go to the hospital. And they ended up just leaving us there. We slept it off, and 
Well, where the story's going is a week later or so, um, this girl walks into the Chipotle. I'm working at a Chipotle at this time. I'm an assistant manager, and I'm working up there on the front line, uh, just giving one of my employees a break. Well, this cute girl walks in with a friend, and they're just all giggly back there looking at me, pointing. It's like, all right, whatever. And they come through, sit down. They just keep looking at me. She comes back through, gets a tortilla shell, goes back down, sits down. About two days later, I'm on Tinder at this time, and uh, she messaged me. She's like, hey, you work at Chipotle, don't you? And I was like, well, obviously. First of all, it says it in my bio. And second of all, yeah. And I was like, I remember you. And I'm not sure actually how we started dating or, like, I think we were just hanging out. And actually, I do remember. I asked her out on my enjoy. I carved it into my enjoy. Yeah, totally romantic at the time, right? And uh, (laughs) anyways, I met her grandma and her grandpa. I go out there, and she's going to church with me on Sundays. And I was like, at this point, I was like, well, I haven't even met your, like, your dad yet. Um... So we go to a Longhorn Steakhouse, and we walk in there, and they're like, oh, you can just go look around for them and stuff, and she's like, I think they're over here by the bar, and start walking down that way, and I, I see this girl, and I'm like, oh, shit, no. I was like, let's, uh, let's, let's go somewhere else. She's like, no, that's, uh, that's Veronica right there. That's my stepmom. That's, that's their table. <laughs> Uh, Veronica, her stepmom, is the 68-year-old woman that I made out with on my birthday at Harry's. Now, keep in mind, this is only a couple weeks later, if not like a month later, that I I, I met the family. and Well, it was, it was very awkward. I sit down at this table, and they're, she's introducing me, and I'm like, to myself, well, I already fucking know you. Hey, how's it going? Uh, nice to meet your husband. <laughs> and I'm I'm not a home wrecker. Um, I I didn't know there was no home. I I just you know. <laughs> Anyways, I didn't say anything to her through the entire relationship. I don't even know if she knows. If if you're listening to this right now, Sid, um. All I did was make out with your stepmom, I promise. Uh, it doesn't go any farther than that. But uh, we're coming back from church one Sunday, and we go over to her uh, parents' house, and they're in there arguing. And I was like, what the hell was that all about whenever we left? And she's like, oh, well, she cheated on him once, and he's just kind of been upset with her ever since then. It's kind of funny. It was actually on your birthday. And I was like, no shit. You say, you say so, huh? <laughs> And honestly, I'm not really sure how that relationship ended. I mean, I, I kind of know some signs and stuff like that. We really won't get into it. She's she's a good girl. I, we, I think we were just both doing a lot of drugs at the time. But, uh, yeah, I never told her. And then maybe a month after we broke up, Veronica comes back to the line at Chipotle. She asked for me back there. I'm in the manager's office. And I come up there. I was like, who the fuck? And, uh... She's like, hey, I just wanted to thank you so much for not saying anything to them. And I was like, yeah, of course. What the, like, what the fuck was I going to say? <laughs> so, yeah. And that was the end of it. And uh, I'm pretty sure she never knows that I made out with her stepmom. And I kind of feel horrible. But at the same time, it's just the greatest story ever. Now, now for my third story that I have, 
it's one of the more recent stories that's happened within a year, you know. And we didn't even really date. It was just more or less, I don't even know what the fuck you call it, to be honest with you. Glad we didn't. Um, we'll start from the beginning when I first met her. Uh, didn't even meet her. I just kind of first saw her. She started working at the gym. She was an assistant manager at Planet Fitness that I go to. It was just down the road from my house, about 0.4 miles away. And I've been going to Planet Fitness for like two years. That's very convenient, right down the road, 24 hours, you know. And... So about March is when she started working, and I was like, oh, she's kind of cute, you know? I was like, But I didn't want to go ask for her number because I was leaving in less than a month to go out of town. I work in Buffalo, New York, and I was like, you know, don't need no long distance. It's not going to work. I'll just, she's still, when I'm here when I'm back, I'll ask her. You know, it's, it's like end of September, and we're back for a month, and she's still working there. And I was like, yeah, a couple days go by, and I'm like, God, you should really just ask her for her number and just go hang out with her at least once, you know? So ended up asking her for her number. Uh, she gives it to me. Go on a coffee day that ended up being a smoothie day because the coffee place was closed. And we're just walking around. Good chats, everything like that. She's like, oh, we should hang out again sometime. And I'm like, yeah, for sure. Like, I'm totally digging you, everything like that. We go to, like, a Chinese place or something. And uh, we eat there. And it kind of... Gets to the point where we're at the gym. I mean, we work out at the gym and stuff like that together. And we're leaving the one day this gym. It was on. It was on Sunday. We're leaving the gym, and she's like, "You, I want to take you on a date." And I was like, "Yeah, sure. What the fu- yeah, fuck. You want to take me on a date? Hell yeah. I'm not gonna say no." So we go to a sandwich place. Takes me on a date. And but when we were working out, she's texting me and she's like, "Hey, there's something I really got to tell you." And I was thinking to myself, "Oh shit, this is never good, right?" Anyways, we go to the place, eat, everything like that, walk into her car, kiss her, and about to shut the door, and I'm like, oh shit, yeah, what do you have to fucking tell me? And she's like, oh, it, it doesn't really matter, I can tell you some other time. I'm like, alright, whatever. She's going over to hang out with her grandma. Her grandma actually lives in my neighborhood. A couple hours later, she actually texts me, and she's like, I really do need to tell you this, like, though, and I was like, all right, whatever, just come to my house afterwards. So she comes into my house afterwards, walks in the door, she gives me a giant hug, and I was like, well, I was like, my brother's home. I was like, do you want to, like, go talk to my room downstairs? And she's like, yeah. So we're sitting down there, we're just cuddling for about two hours, and she looks at her phone, she's like, I got to go, I got to go soon. I was like, all right, well, are you going to tell me what you're going to tell me about? And she's sitting there, and she's like, remember that, day we were watching a movie on your couch and you asked me if I wanted kids one day and I was like okay can you not have kids and she's like no I I can have kids and then she just was quiet for a little bit and she's like Saturday was supposed to be my last day I was thinking to myself like oh shit do you do you have cancer are you gonna fault in the stars my ass and then she's like no I don't have cancer and then she was telling me how, like, she was, like, remember how I've been packing all week and everything like that? I was planning on killing myself on Saturday, and I was packing so my mom didn't have to go through all my stuff and do it. And she's like, then I met you, and I and I didn't. And I was like, okay, and I'm sitting here and just confident and everything like that. And I was like, what? Okay, you're confiding me in this. Like, this is, okay, like, okay, and... 
then I was like asking her how she was gonna do it and she wouldn't tell me how she was gonna do it and I was like all right whatever and then she told me like just about her past and everything like that and how she cut herself and she's like yeah it's like have you cut yourself since you met me and she's like no I have it that's the thing and then she ends up leaving and she uh texts me and she's like I feel bad for lying to you and I was like what do you mean and she's like when you asked me if I haven't cut myself since I met you she's like I have she's like my thighs absolutely shredded I was like fuck like I, and I at this point I was like I don't know like what to do about that I never had a girl that like was emotionally like suicidal or anything like that like the other ones are crazy but like I, I feel bad about this one and anyways she had a psych evaluation on Tuesday that she was gonna go to and on Monday night, she calls me at, like, three missed calls, two text messages, and I woke up on the third call, and she's like, Ryan, can you come over to my apartment? I need, I like, I need you right now. I was like, fuck yeah, I ran right out the door, didn't even put my shoes or shirt on. I go over to her place, and she had, like, cut herself super deep on her thigh with some scissors, and uh, she was kind of just freaking out about the psych evaluation the next day and everything. And I was like, it's going to be fine and everything. And she's like, well, I just kind of want to lie. And she's like, I don't I don't know if I tell them the truth, they'll just take me away. And I was like, just, you need to just tell them the truth. And she's like, well, what if they take, us, take me away? Like, what about us? And I was like, don't worry about us. I was like, you just really need to worry about yourself at this point. And I was like, everything's going to be okay. I was like, just go tell them the truth. I was like, after you do that, they're not going to take you away. I was like, just... You're going to come over to my house after the whole thing later in the day. I was like, I'm going to make dinner. We're going to do spaghetti. We're going to carve pumpkins. I was like, we're going to have a nice time. I was like, just think about that. It's like, don't overthink about this evaluation that you got. Anyway, she comes over, eats spaghetti, carve pumpkins, good time. And then a roommate texted her and was like, hey, a pipe bursted in your bathroom and it's flooded now. And she's like, oh, well, I got I to gotta go here uh, after this. And... I was like, all right, whatever. And it was kind of like my last day before I left back up for New York. And uh, I was kind of being passive-aggressive cleaning up. Not going to lie, she called me out on it. And I was just like, honestly, I'm really just kind of sad that this is our last time hanging out. And she ended up leaving. She texted me. And she's like, I had a lot of fun tonight. She's like, thank you. And I ended up falling asleep. She texted me a couple hours later. And she's like, Ryan, with two question marks on it. I was like, oh, shit. When I woke up and saw it, I was like, that's when she texted me on freaking Monday night whenever she was having a freak out. So I called her twice and uh, texted her. The next morning came around. She she wakes up at like 5 a.m. every morning and texts her again. And she's texting me every morning at 5 a.m. And I was like, no text? Okay, what's wrong? So I text her, call her, text her like an hour later, call her because she's got training sessions in between every hour after like 6, 7, and 8. So I uh, called her, and at this point I was actually kind of like really worried. So I, I went to her apartment, knocked on the door, no answer, and I saw her car out there, so that's what like really made me worried. Um, so I called her, left her a voicemail, and said, Hey, I just wanted you to know I came to your apartment to check on you. I've just been worried about me. Just let me know when you get this, if you're, like, you're okay. And she didn't text me back to like three o'clock in the afternoon she's like 
what the fuck, Ryan? You drove by my apartment. Are you fucking crazy? And I was like, well, I'm not crazy. I was just kind of worried about you. And I was like, I think I have like a reason to be at this point. And she said, why do I have a million missed calls? And so honestly, she has do not disturb on her phone. I don't know if any of you ladies or dudes out there have do not disturb on your phone, but to get a phone call to go through, you have to call and then you have to call again. So you have to call twice. So when she said, why do I have a million missed calls? I replied, well, technically you don't have a million missed calls. You have half a million missed calls because your phone's on do not disturb. She texted back and said, that's not funny. Which, honestly, it's fucking hilarious. And I don't know, I don't care who you are, that's fucking funny. So we ended up actually leaving out of town, and she wasn't responding to me. So I just messaged her, and I was like, hey, I just want you to know, like, always here if you need someone to talk to. I'm not going to hold a grudge for you for not responding to me. Uh, I ended up, like, a couple days later, sent another text. And after I sent this text a couple days later... Uh, Well, the text was uh, ghosted in October, how festive, which I thought was funny. And it's really sad that it didn't go through and she had already blocked me, so it wouldn't deliver. But at this point, a couple weeks went by and I was like, okay, I need need some closure on this. So I'm just, I want her to know how I feel. And if she's not going to talk to me after that, then, you know, that's perfectly fine. So I wrote her a letter and I sent it to her. Well... She messages me on Facebook and says, please stop trying to contact me in any capacity. I was like, all right, duly noted. I said, there's a letter that's being sent in the mail. And I was like, if you haven't got it yet, that'll be the last time you ever hear from me. And well, a couple days later, my mom goes to my house and she checks on my house because I have chickens in the backyard. And she sends me a picture of my front door and it's got this Wichita PD thing on it and on the card it says please call us back uh, we have papers for you so the next day I call Wichita Police Department Sheriff's Office and I was like hey um, I was out of town right now but I saw you guys left a card on my door saying to call you and I just want to know what all that was about and they're like oh well do you know a Rebecca and I was like yeah and he's like well she's uh, filed a stalking order on you um, and I was like, oh, really? And I was like, well, I've been out of town for over a month, 1,200 miles away. I was like, kind of really hard to stalk someone. And he's like, well, don't worry about it. She canceled it the, the next day after she filed for it. I was like, all right, whatever. So a couple more weeks go by, and I'm back from New York, and I go work out at the gym. Well, she's there, and I walk in. She's not behind the desk or anything. She's just in the back. I go, and I work out. And then when I'm leaving, the general manager, Kyle's there, and he's like, hey, Ryan, how you doing? I was like, pretty good, Kyle, yourself? He's like, oh, it could be better. He's like, "Uh, you mind if I talk to you over here for a second? I was like, yeah, sure. And uh, he's like, so I'm not really sure what's going on with you and the whole Rebecca situation. And I was like, well, there's not really a whole situation there. I was like, she doesn't want me to talk to her anymore. I was like, that's fine. I was like, still going to come here and work out. I've been coming here for two years it's right down the road from my house and he's like okay yeah yeah, I understand that um she did something she's not supposed to do I was like okay and he's like she kind of canceled your membership and I was like all right can you not just sign me back up and he's like well she kind of took it a step farther and logged on to my email and 
emailed the district manager. Um, she emailed the district manager a copy of the stocking order report that she filed for, but didn't want to mention that she canceled it the next day. So I am currently banned from every Planet Fitness in the United States. Yeah, it's kind of rough. Um, and then she quit, I guess, that day or got fired. I'm not sure, but she doesn't work there anymore, which is understandable, and it should be that so because I had to find a new gym. But, uh, yeah, that's that's that story. I've never messaged her, talked to her after that. It's kind of a shitty situation, to be honest, and they won't unban me, which really sucks. <laughs> now, I have a fourth story that I eventually do want to tell all of you. Um, it's actually the current one that just happened. It's some real Johnny Depp, Amber Heard bullshit going on right now. And actually is probably the worst one yet. Like, the Planet Fitness girl looks like an angel. Like, like she looks like all green flags compared to this girl right now. Um, <laughs> it's kind of why I started the podcast anyways. Uh, so this girl, this is all I can really tell you because I kind of got a case going on and I'm not allowed to talk about too much of it and definitely can't mention any names, but... Just to kind of keep you up with it, uh, she got me thrown in jail for three weeks, and I'm currently out on an ankle monitor right now because I had to pay a $75,000 bond and uh, hired an attorney, and the only stipulation of if I wanted out, I had to be on an ankle monitor, which has saved my life because she's made a couple false police reports against me saying I've been stalking her, and obviously I can't, and she's the one stalking me because... Well, she's even texted me saying that she's driving by my house. She showed up to my house, like, like leave me alone, please. Uh, no, but basically she uh, she lied and had me thrown in jail, and which is actually really kind of bullshit that a woman could just lie about something that you did and have you thrown in jail with really no questions asked, which kind of just makes me question the whole system these days. Like, well, you don't even want, like... You don't even have any evidence against me, and yeah, it's it's really wild, honestly. And I will keep you all up to date with it. I plan on telling you the full story whenever uh, this whole case is over with, and I'll do like a whole jail topic, tell you about my times in jail because, gosh, I have some crazy ass stories from being in jail. Let me tell you. But uh, for the dating scene, that's pretty much it for the day, everyone. Uh, so honestly, online dating, I'd say, is way better than meeting people in public because this current one's meeting in public. So if you don't want to get thrown in jail, don't meet girls in public is really where I'm getting <laughs> with this. But uh, that's all I have for you all today. Uh, thank you for listening in. I'm your host, Ryan Vaughn, again, and until next time.